Welcome to the Co-Sharing Time with Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Ombi. And uh, this evening, I'm happy to bring to you part two of a very personal episode to me, um, the um, episode on autism. Now, um, I was diagnosed about a month ago with autism, and um, last week, we kind of started to delve into that story. Um, I cannot thank everyone enough for who, you know, who has reached out to me and talked to me about this um, and everything. Um, And uh, I cannot thank Ama enough for helping me share my story. You know, um, I was just going to do it alone. I was just going to talk about it. Um, And she said, you know, I'm not going to let you do that alone. Um, You know, she knew how emotionally vulnerable um, I could potentially be, you know, in that situation. Um, thank you again, Ama. I cannot say enough positive things about you and your family. Um, you know, you've treated me as a member of the family for, you know, almost eight years now. So, um, thank you sincerely from the bottom of my heart. And thank you sincerely from the bottom of my heart, everyone who, um, has reached out to me in the last week or so. Um, without further ado, um, let's get to part two of the Culture Encounters podcast, Autism. make her her prognosis right right so question for you i um i know you have mentioned masking over like in this conversation a few times so kind of piqued my interest for a moment do you think that is a common go-to almost protection for people who have some form of diagnosis who just want to fit in do you think that there are a lot of people probably walking around just masking just to so they can fit in yes Mm. um Great question. And I do think that for sure. Um, I I think that you, because again, you become hypervigilant to, and I am not the poster child for autism uh, Mm -hmm. and I am not in everyone's brain, but um, in my experience and other people that I've spoken to, Mm -hmm. you are so hyper aware of the fact that you are different. And because you Mm -hmm. are hyper aware of the fact that you are different, you do everything you can to try to hide that, to try to fit in. Um, Mm And because you're hyper aware, you're different, you're sensitive to how other people are perceiving you. And mm. you're very interested in your self-perception, like other people's perception of you. Yeah, of you. Um, yeah. yeah. You very much have your image of how you want people to see you. Um, mm. And it gets to a point where that's when the, the masking and the character playing and all of that kind of starts. That must be exhausting, though. It is. Yeah. It, and it, it's very tiring. Yeah. So now that you've been diagnosed and now that you understand fully what it is that's happening and going on, do you feel like you still have to mask or now you feel like you can actually just be yourself? That's a great question. Um, I think I'm still kind of figuring that out mm. um, because you get to a point where when you're my age of 32 and you've probably had you know, these things your entire life at this point for me, mm-hmm. um, the masking behavior, at what point the masking behaviors kind of meld into your actual, beha- like your behaviors mm-hmm. and they kind of right, right. kind of spiral together. Mm-hmm. So um, the authentic, like I've always like emotionally been very authentic with people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it allows me to, knowing the diagnosis of ASD, allows me to kind of like 
not excuse negative behaviors, but kind mm-hmm. of put a context for them. Right. And then, like, if I do something different or, or weird or, you know, whatever the case may be, the, the people in my life might be like, okay, um, that's what that is. Um, yeah. And it kind of helps me to know that it's okay. Yeah. Like, knowing that I have autism means that, yes, I'm different and that's okay. And even if you don't get that diagnosis, you know, yeah. like, even if you have, you know, even if there's no diagnosis there, if you're different, that's okay. Yeah. Um, and our differences are awesome. Like they're like you were saying, like the, the, the way my brain recalls information for like my working memory is terrible, but my like long-term memory, the fact that I can think like that, like, and that is, you know, it's something I'm proud of. And I'm I'm very Mm -hmm. lucky that I have that. Mm -hmm. Um, and there are another positive too, is I am able to, I think I'm relatively good at listening to people's, Mm -hmm. um, like I, when I can connect with people emotionally, um, it, it it makes me better at it because I'm so hypervigilant mm. about how people see me right. that it kind of lets me empathize a little bit. I don't yeah. always succeed at that. <laughs> uh, nobody does, but there yeah. are um, there are times when it's like, oh, this is great because now I can, you know, um, like if a kid needs to talk to me, one of my students needs to talk to me about something, I know that, yeah, you know. Um, I can have that conversation and kind of understand what they're going through. Yeah. Um, at the same time, and this is where I get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, I will know. Um, part of that is again going back to your original question about masking. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you you worry about your behaviors a lot. Um, mm-hmm. but I'm still kind of working, like I said, working my way through that. Mm-hmm. Um, but what, we, what I was about to say actually was about empathy which mm-hmm. is one of the positives that, you know, I think has come out um, of the diagnosis mm-hmm. um, is people think that people with autism don't have, actually, I think there's another question about, con- is there a question on there about conceptions? Like uh, There is. Uh, so we'll there is. And, um, and then there's yeah. another question I'll ask you before that, but. Um, you have time. Yeah, yeah. The question I think that needs to be asked at this point is, so you are already, you figured out that something, you know, is not going the way you think it should go with you, right? And so now you're waiting for this because you were telling me you met with a therapist a couple of times, you had to wait uh, for the diagnosis. So what was going through your mind whilst you were waiting? Um. I was I was nervous, mm. um, but I didn't really realize I was nervous. I was just kind of like, right, re- I was ready to hear it. I thought, you know, I was like, all right, cool, we'll hear it. Um, yeah. I was ready, and this is going to sound weird. I was hoping to get a positive diagnosis, mm. um, and that might sound weird to some people, but let me explain. Yeah. So, when I was waiting to get it, um, I the the logic was I wanted to know what I wanted to have a label for it. And some people mm-hmm. might not like, again, people are like, Oh, you don't need a label, blah, 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 blah. Some people are like really anti-label and I understand yeah. that, but mm-hmm. it's kind of like this for me. When you, when you find out you have ASD or find out you have ADHD, it opens up knowing the correct diagnosis or at, the, at least at this time, unless something mm-hmm. else, you know, science is changing every day. Right. Um, until we get, as of now, this is the correct diagnosis. And mm-hmm. 
knowing that opens up the parameters and gives you it provides kind of like a a, a set of uh, parameters for you to look for to find new coping skills right. to help with the level of exhaustion and everything right. um, and the constant fight of of mental health issues and stuff mm-hmm. like that that go along with it mm-hmm. um it's kind of like um okay um you're eating a bowl of rice with chopsticks and you don't know how to use chopsticks <laughs> that's um, me <laughs> right uh how can you you know you gotta eat trying to you can either continue trying to eat the rice mm-hmm. um without the chopsticks right. while using the chopstick or like using the chopsticks but not knowing what you're doing or right. you continue or you can try to eat you can figure out what you need to do with the tools that you have right um in order to eat the rice successfully and man i want to eat the rice so uh it's gonna help me um I think my thought process was putting things in perspective, putting things right. in context is going to help me grow. Mm, that's awesome. Well, yeah. listen, you are one brave man and I cannot tell you how much I admire you for even putting up with this for all these years. Right. And then finally figuring out what this has been the whole time, you know, but it's interesting because in preparation for this interview, I kind of went around. So, you know, we're a cultural organization and right, so, yeah. I, I read up online just to see, just curious to see how autism is perce- perceived around the world and how, you know, how is diagnosis and how, what do people get? Are there any opportunities? Luckily for us in the West, right? Like here in America, you were able to get a referral, go to someone, you know, within three or four visits, they kind of figured it out. Right. right. The rest of the world does not get that per se. But then also one of the things that I read about was that, um, what the met the metrics here in the West does not necessarily, and you and I talked briefly about that before we started this recording. But one right. thing I found out, which I kind of already knew, like in my culture, a child is not supposed to make eye contact with an adult when you're right. speaking to an adult, right? Because it's considered rude and disrespectful. And so if a child on the autism spectrum is not making eye contact, it'll be hard to use that as a, a metric to diagnose because yeah. it's culturally susceptible for the child not to make eye contact, right? right. And right. so there are little things like that. And then of course, a stigma that comes with just anything that is considered mental health. You know, even in our culture here in the West, there is some stigma attached to it. And then in the rest of the world, so I was reading up on South Korea and, um, that actually, like if someone is diagnosed with autism, there is such a lack of awareness to a degree that people don't want to marry into the family. So let's say there's a sibling that had autism, then the rest of the family members um, are in jeopardy as far as you know finding a suitable mate because they don't want to marry into a family like that, which is completely sad. But I think there's a level of, I don't want to call it ignorance, but lack of knowledge in in. Yeah in things that, and the resources that is needed. And also come to find out that most of the research that has been done into autism is here in the West, right? And so the research is not um, transferred into overseas. And I think lately there's some work that has been done from what I was reading, but there still is work to be done. And um, there's a lady that I follow on social media from Ghana, where I'm from, and she has an autistic daughter. And she found out that her daughter, she's nonverbal as well, but she found out that her daughter, for some reason, will look into the lens of a camera 
but would not look at another human being, but would focus all her attention. And so she invested money and bought a camera. And now she's a model and the girl models and it's a brand ambassador to several local brands, you know, but she was able, and she is just one of the very few in the country where I am from, who is actually stepping out and saying, you know what, I'm going to help my daughter um, who is beautiful, who is a human being, 100%, who is entitled to everything we're all entitled to, right? But then society, especially the nonverbal ones, society just kind of pushes them to the background. And I'm so proud of a woman like that. So I follow her. I don't have a special needs child, but I follow her because there is something that she's doing, that she's a trailblazer, and I'm so proud of her. Absolutely, so, that's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'd love so, to meet them. yeah, if you, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I will send you her Facebook page, but she's mm-hmm. such an awesome, awesome woman and what she's doing with her daughter. Um, and so this goes on to my question. And my next question, I guess, at this point, would be a final question would be. What advice would you give someone either going through their own diagnosis or who is kind of struggling or who ha- or a parent whose child has just been diagnosed? What advice would you give them? Oh, my gosh. Um, I would say the first thing is let yourself, if you're an adult mm-hmm. and you get that diagnosis, let yourself feel whatever it is you feel at that moment. Mm. Um, I, I uh, you know, I was expecting the diagnosis, but when I first got it, um, there was still a moment of like shock and sadness that Mm -hmm. I couldn't really explain. Like it was like, I knew it was like a good thing that we knew, but like there was still that moment. And I think a lot of that has to do with the stigma, which leads into the next thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Ignore the stigma and don't Mm -hmm. compare yourself to other people. Yeah. Yes, it's a spe- it's autism, but it's a spectrum of disorders. Mm-hmm. You know, right. your your symptoms may not be the same as mine, may not be the same as somebody else's. Like for example, I am verbal. Um, mm-hmm. I I am verbal, but mm-hmm. I have special ho- I have the special interest, special hobbies, strong mm-hmm. long term memory, but struggle with practical skills and really struggle in social situations to mm-hmm. always read the social cues correctly because I'm trying. It's kind of like trying so hard to read that the page gets blurry Mm. um, is the best way I can put to say it. Um, Um, But that's me, you know, that might not be other people. Other people might have other things um, that they go through, you know? Um, And even if everyone's going through something different, but you're never, you're going through something different, but you're not going through it alone. There are, you know, there, there are communities out there and the world is getting better. Um, You know, very slowly, but it is getting better as far as acceptance goes and understanding goes. Uh, to parents, um, just know that that's okay. Um, mm-hmm. Don't be afraid of labels. Yeah, I understand. I understand the fear. I do. I truly do. But it's okay. Um, there are so many wonderful things that your child can do. Um, there are so many wonderful things that they can experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all you can do is show your kid love. Yeah. Um, and a lot of what I've been able to do and be successful, my level, by the way, when I say success in this case, like I, I was actually just talking to my girlfriend about this. Mm-hmm. I measure success as am I decently happy? And am I doing something I love? If mm-hmm. that's the case, yes, I'm, I'm then I'm successful. Yeah. Um, in that respect. So 
um, I have that because I have I've had love in my life. Um, yeah. And people who were very, very patient with me. Mm. So be patient. So to, to those parents, maybe with children who are going through this diagnosis, be patient. Mm. No, uh, be patient. No, um, what your child needs. Listen to the doctors, but also know what your child needs. Advocate for them. You are their advocate, right? Um, and also, um, being patient with them is great. Know your rights. Know your child's rights. I would encourage mm-hmm. you to read a lot. Most, yeah. you know, again, we're we're all still learning, but you need to make sure that um, that your child's being advocated for. Um, yeah. And then to, like I said, to any, to other people who um, may not know that much about ASD, um, definitely don't use autism as a punchline in like a joke, please. I saw a kid do that today in my class. It's not okay. Um, Don't use the R word. It's very hurtful. Yeah. Um, You know, um, it, you know, we're not a punchline. Right. Um, and also our diagnosis, our mental health, we are more than that, you know, yeah, like, absolutely. yeah, you know what I mean? And that's something mm-hmm. to people too. Like you tend mm-hmm. to only see, and that's the, that's where the fear comes into doing this video was, um, people tend to only like, once you have a diagnosis, people only tend to see that. Yeah. And it's, it's no, and the people first language is a big thing in special education communities mm-hmm. now. Um, yeah. you know, it's not that it's not, that's an autistic child. It's Mm-mm. that is a child with autism. Spectrum. Autism. Yeah. 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 And, and that I think is so, it's a little thing, you know, when it comes to mm-hmm. how you verbalize something, but I think mm-hmm. it's so important. Mm-hmm. Um, so important to realize that, you know, like you said, you were a human first mm-hmm. and because you have these, you know, these special circumstances, um, you might need certain help with some other certain things. Right. There are other things you're going to be really good at, like, um, mm. like look at Mozart. Like yeah. Mozart was a prodigy. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely prodigy, and most yeah. a lot of scholars now think that he had ASD. Mm-hmm. Um, Einstein, yeah. prodigy. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people think he had ASD. Yeah. Um, Dan Aykroyd, the actor, famous, mm-hmm. you know, the Blues Brothers yeah. has ASD. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, so they're. Not saying that you need to compare yourself to Dan Aykroyd or uh, or Mozart, but like know that you can be happy, fulfilled, successful, have strong relationships with people, right. and most importantly, know that you deserve love and that you can have ASD and it's okay. Yeah, yeah, and and it's one thing you said that stood out to me in what you just said is that you have love in your life, right? Yeah. Right. And and love conquers all. And when you have love in your life, you will do well, you know. And so I think that that is right. such an awesome place. And to what I'm, thank you. And what I mean by love is, you know, applicable love. So, yes, yeah, saying you love someone, like, love, yeah. like, okay, I love you. So I'm going to give yeah. you the help that you need. I love mm-hmm. you. So I'm going to um, talk to these specialists for you. I love you. So I'm going to get you access to the resources you need, mm-hmm. uh, you know. I'm going to advocate for you, you know? Yeah, yeah. I love you. So I'm going to advocate for you and have a relationship with your teacher. Right. That's another thing too. Have a relationship with your child's educators. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I cannot stress that enough. Yeah. Have a relationship with them mm. um, because you are all there for the same reason. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, you know, that's the biggest, I think if you do that from a young age too, you mm-hmm. are actively engaged yeah. with those educators and you have yeah. a strong 
educational community around that child, then you yeah. are going to give that kid the tools to eat as much rice as they want. <laughs> I love it. Love the rice analogy. You know, but I'm really proud of you for using rice as the example. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a little shot. Okay, so I got to ask, is Killy Willie plantains or rice? Plantains. Plantains. Okay. Yeah, I was eating some plantains in Atlanta and they were really good. And I was that's like, I think that's what Killy Willie is. So I feel like I'm eating this and it's really good, but I feel like Amma's going to tell me that hers are better. <laughs> <laughs> because it is. Because <laughs> it is. All right. So final, final question for you. Yeah. So what's next for you? Oh, gosh. Uh, that is a great question. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually have a doctor's appointment um, with my primary care physician. Okay. Um, in the next month or so, I need to call and confirm that. Um, and we're going to talk about um, for the ADHD diagnosis, just for clarity, I got re-diagnosed with ADHD um, and autism on the same day. We tested for both. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm going to talk to her about next steps for that Mm -hmm. um and then to the step for that is to get back into therapy um because i haven't been at it for a while that's definitely Mm -hmm. something down the road i want to do again okay um and then i think to uh devote more time to um you know giving myself a break in social situations Mm -hmm. um but at the same time, advocating for my needs as well better now, too. Yeah. Now that I know what I need, like, uh, knowing how to frame it. Like, for example, uh, if, like, I don't know if a social cue is acceptable in a certain situation, ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if I need a break from something or, like, hey, can I um, get reassurance for something, you know, ask. Yeah. Um, I think just take that diagnosis, see what it um, see what we can do to help myself with the uh, um, help myself in social situations and also help myself be practical with the things that I need help with, you know, as far as like things around the house and everything um, like, you know, like skills, practical skills and continue to try to get better at the things I can get better at and then forgive myself for the things that I can't. Yeah. Forgiveness of yourself is a big thing. Forgive mm. yourself for your yeah. for the things that you struggle with. Yeah, and that's absolutely that's applicable to all of us, right? We all to forgive ourselves, you know. Absolutely, forgive yourself for your struggles. Continue trying. Mm -hmm. You know, you can only you can always try the next day. There's always tomorrow, right? Yeah. Oh, those are some true words. Words of wisdom, Mister Chad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just don't ask me to wash a dish. I don't. (laughs) We'll let you slide on that. No, but I listen. You are brave. And I am so grateful that I get to call you friend and that you're part of my tribe and we do this, but we're here for you, rooting for you and cheering you on. So thank you for letting me take the host or hostess seat (laughs) and you being my guest. I think this was great. I think from time to time, I think I'm going to get used to this. Every now and then, jump in and say, hey, I want to host. So yeah, <laughs> so this like, was fun. Jimmy Fallon. I think it's Jimmy yeah. Fallon that does that, where like he'll have like another celebrity, yeah, host, like host his show. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, well, um, yeah, well done, well done. This was great. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Yes, we'll be back again. He will be host next time. <laughs> <laughs>